Welcome to Safety Talk. Personal safety expert Pete Canavan shares his insights and interviews experts who provide simple and effective tips, techniques, and technologies to keep you safe and secure both online and off. Here's Pete. Hello, and welcome to another exciting and informative episode of Safety Talk. I'm your host and personal safety expert, Pete Canavan. And I'm here with my co-host, Neil Haley, who is a social media and branding expert. And this week, we have an incredible guest for you guys. She's a strong and brave woman who is going to be sharing her personal experiences with several safety-related problems. She's also going to be talking about some of the things that she recommends others do to improve their personal safety based on what she's experienced and how you can protect your family. So get ready to learn from someone who has had to deal firsthand with several challenges. So... Our guest on today's show is Irene Gabelneck, an author, mother, and freelance writer. She is the founder of The Power of Writing and teaches businesses how to grow using email marketing. She's also a health and fitness expert who was featured on the award-winning show, The Queen Sylvie Show on Fishbowl Radio. And on that show, she helped millions of listeners live happier and healthier lives. So after many bizarre encounters, unfortunately, she had to give up the show. Concerned for her family's safety, she stopped going live on the radio, canceled some book signings, and became much more careful about her exposure to social media. And, you know, it's something that we talk about all the time, about how careful you have to be on social media. And so today, we're going to be talking about some of these bizarre encounters and provide you with some information about where you can better protect yourself and your family. So welcome to Safety Talk, Irene, and thanks for being on the show. Hey, Pete. Uh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. We're so happy that you're joining us today so that, you know, your experiences can help other women out there with, you know, some of the things that you've had to deal with, you know, in your own life. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been, um, you know, it's one of those things that you never think it will happen to you. And, uh, and when it does, uh, you just, you know, you just want to give back and help anyone possible prevent it from happening to anyone else. So glad to be here. That's awesome because, you know, that's what I say all the time. You know, if what, if what I do and what I say and what I teach can help just one person be safe or prevent one incident, I mean, it's, it's worth it, you know, and that's what it's all about is, is keeping people safe, letting them understand various things that they may be doing that are jeopardizing their safety, you know, whether it's things they're posting online or some habits that they're doing that, um, you know, they're not, you know, really understanding how much it can jeopardize what it is that uh, they need to worry about, which is, you know, their safety. Absolutely. I, I was so excited when I saw your show. And, you know, it's not really in my niche, but I thought, gosh, I just, I'm like, I have to be on this show. I was just so, so happy to hear that there was something out there like this because it's so, it's so needed. It's so important. Absolutely. And that's, uh, and that's the thing, Irene, and, uh, it, you're, you putting out your story. That's, that's, that's really getting out of your comfort zone, especially you being an email marketer involved in the whole social media and had the radio show. You see specifically enough how once you become a public figure that there, everyone's game on you, you really don't have a private life in certain ways. No, you don't. And it's very, very scary. Um, even when I was just a realtor, I mean, not just a realtor, but when I was a realtor for nine years and all I had was a website. And honestly, most of my business came through referrals 
And I didn't do a heck of a lot with social media. I just didn't have to. And even then, I would get bizarre text messages from strange people who just saw my my cell phone number on online. And um, and that that in, that alone is scary. And that realtor out in gosh, where was that? Nevada a few years back. Um, it's scary. It's very scary. And one of the things, one of the very first things when you become a realtor is you go through a safety course and they talk about how to protect yourself and just working in open house by yourself can be very, very scary. And I never, ever once deviated from the safety precautions of working in open house, not once. Um, because you can't, it's that one time that you slip up and you don't follow the precautions that something can happen. Uh, I've done uh, realtor self-defense courses in the past, and I believe it's August or September is realtor safety month. And that's usually when I'll, I'll put some information out there, you know, offering my services to realtors, because as you said, you know, you, one of the big things that realtors have in their ads is their, their picture and their yeah, phone number. Definitely, yeah. And, uh, that is something that, you know, people see the picture, they say, okay, I want to see what, you know, listings this realtor has. And it was a few years ago. I don't remember if it was the, the Nevada case or not, but it was a few years ago where somebody, uh, you know, basically uh, was putting out there that they were interested in homes, but they were researching houses that were off the beaten path, like at the ends of dead ends or far out in the boonies. And then they were meeting realtors out there and, you know, trying to rob them or accost them and, or, or worse. And so, you know, you, like you said, you got to be careful no matter what it is that you do. And, uh, and realtors have a special sort of need for being safer because they're alone a lot of times and showing houses to strangers. You don't know who these people are. Absolutely. It's very scary. And I always, always let someone know where I was. And, and, I, and these are just things I teach my kids. I need to know where you are at all times. And I was one of those moms. I got my daughter, my oldest daughter, her first cell phone when she was only 10. And one night we were out after a concert having ice cream. And a couple of the other moms said, I can't believe you got her a cell phone. And I thought, I, I think, I really? And I, and I said, I didn't get it for her. I got it for me. Right. To know, you know, she's getting to the age where she wants to ride her bike to her friend's house. And in that, you know, few block radius, I want her to be able to text me and tell me I'm safe. I'm here. I can track her. Um, I didn't get it for her to have fun. <laughs> I, got it. I got it because I needed to know that I could contact her and that she can contact me. So. And that's a very interesting because a lot of people, they don't look at the cell phone that way. They look at it as something that they, heck, not even making phone calls anymore, right? Um, but texting and, you know, video conferencing and checking email and watching videos and doing research, et cetera. But the cell phone can become an absolutely critical safety feature, especially when you couple it with apps. You know, there are a lot of safety apps out there. Uh, I came across a, a really, really cool one the other day that is actually coupled with a safety device. Um, that uh, is called uh, WanderSafe, wow, okay. and it's designed for travelers. And uh, I was doing some reading about it, and it's it's an incredible device. And so there are these things out there that are designed to make your cell phone into something that can improve your safety. Unfortunately, 
cell phones are something that can really cause problems yeah, with right. your personal safety. So, 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 yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. There's a mix for sure. Now, Irene, when you talk about, you know, the, the concerns you had as a realtor, how once you kind of got became more of a public figure because you're a woman and a, a lot of men aren't really approached that way maybe some a, as a public figure but because you were a private person you, you know just but once you got your radio show and stuff like that how did it kind of and you're out there in other ways social media wise did people reach out to you that was really dangerous just because they thought you were approachable based on being a woman and also kind of being out there well, honestly, um, the, the the things I encountered were more online. Very bizarre things happening um, through my cell phone, through my. Um, so it wasn't really running into people face to face. And the show I was on was out of Dallas, and I'm in Western New York. But I mean, people. I mean, people listen to it all all over the country. But it was more um, just a lot of hits on my website, strange things. I still get at least several times a week very bizarre um, messages through my contact. Now I'm giving people ideas. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't go to my website and no. contact me unless you want, you know, unless you're a professional business owner and you need some help. <laughs> and and um, that's that's hard because here's the problem. There's many guys out there. And I'll even say women that want to look at somebody who is attractive and is out there that think, okay, just because they're out there, I have the right to contact them, even if it's not business and reach out to them via social media, you know, you know, ping them, DM them and think that you're fair game just because that's what they do online in stalking and thinking they don't understand reality. We're not at a bar. We're not at a specific place. There's personal space and privacy. Oh, there the people don't respect your privacy. And the constant um, Facebook friend requests. Oh, it's crazy. From- it's crazy. Uh, and I just and I just ignore them. And I never ever accept one unless I, I look at their profile. If we have you know mutual friends in common, even then, I often regret. Um, and end up blocking people because I think, okay, you're, you're being completely out of line here. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of scary. And just the, the bizarre messages people leave you and yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarre. And I don't really want people. and, And a lot of times too, like we're being, you know, approached by those people that are interested in boosting their social media numbers. And so a lot of times the reverse happens too. So there are people that are out there, you know, sending friend requests to all these people that they want to be friends with, hoping some of them will agree. And then they can say they have X number of friends, which, you know, is kind of like your, you know, your social media currency, really. You know, if you've got a thousand people on Twitter following you versus a million people on Twitter following you, well, guess what? You've got a much greater influence over people when you have a million people following you. And so whether it's on, you know, Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or, you know, LinkedIn or any of these different platforms, um, you just, you brought up a great point, Irene, which is you don't accept friend requests from people that you don't know that are not your friends, that you don't feel comfortable having them, uh, you know, know the things that you only share with your friends, whether it's your phone number or your address or your date of birth or where you work or whatever. And so it, it's a, something that we all have to be very, very wary of. 
And unfortunately, you know, cyber stalking, which is essentially what what we're talking about here, uh, can lead to offline stalking. And oh, that's yeah. even oh, scarier. Yeah. Or, 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 or people make make bad decisions because they were contacted with somebody online that they would never have considered. And they were stalked in certain ways. And then they got manipulated. Uh, one of the, my clients deals with catfishing as an expert and how many people are catfishing unsuspecting people for romantic situations when that's not really the person that's there. And it's a billion-dollar industry internationally where people say they're somebody when they're ultimately not, scam them for money, certain things uh it's very very scary and you really have to be on guard as always pete talks about in the real world but in the cyber world we have to be as aware i don't know pete if i'm that aware because i'm just out there too much but that's just me uh that you have to be aware of these things because you never know when you're gonna be scammed and Irene, can you agree to that as well? You were seeing a lot of times people saying they were certain people when they ultimately weren't at all. Absolutely. In fact, that happens so often. I mean, every few weeks, a friend of mine on Facebook will say, okay, this wasn't me. If you get a bizarre friend request, it wasn't me. It's becoming so common that um, that I, I question everything I see online. But, but that's the know. smart thing to do, though, is to question it, because we have so many sophisticated scams and social engineering attacks happening where I've, I run into this all the time where a client will get an email or I will get an email and it'll say something, you know, that sounds valid, you know, like, you know, I'm interested in, in your services, or I'm interested in buying equipment from you, or I'm interested in, in whatever it is that your business provides. And, you know, here, I'm going to, you know, here's some information for you. Well, one of the first things I do is I've never heard from, from this person before. And I mean, this is a great piece of information for anybody out there to do is, okay, so let's say it comes from, you know, Joe at ABC company right? Well, abccompany.com, right? abccompany.com should be a real domain. So you can go to abccompany.com and see if there is a website there. The less sophisticated people that are out there fishing and trying to scam you, you'll go to the website and it'll say like, this site is parked courtesy of whoever, and it won't even be, there won't even be a website. So, So how real of a company are you? So that's on the one side. On the other side, what I'm starting to see are actual websites that are being developed like multiple pages for a company like abccompany.com where it is validating whatever that email is that you receive so now you're like okay i just received an email you know looking to buy you know 10 computers okay abccompany.com they have a uh, a corporate warehouse in texas and they have a satellite warehouse in pennsylvania oh great we want to buy 10 laptops for our Pennsylvania location. They're just pictures. Anyone can throw a bunch of pictures on a website and pretend that it's a legitimate business and you could and you'd never know. How would you know? No, well, here's the other part of this. Okay. So now I'm going to take it one step further for people. If you're still in doubt, okay, and and we should all again be be skeptical, right? You can go to Network Solutions website and down on the bottom of the page, there's a service called Who Is. 
So you can click who is, and it will tell you, and once you and you put in the name of the domain, abccompany.com, and it'll tell you when that domain was registered, who it was registered to, et cetera. So if that domain name was registered last week and they're showing like it's a massive company with thousands of employees, ding, 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 your alarm should be going off saying scam, next, delete. Great advice. Thank you. I did not know that. That's really good to know. Really good to know. Thanks, Pete. And yeah, also, and it, yeah, and also, Pete, as you talked about Alexa ranking, if they're not having tons of traffic and things like that, then that's another way to spot it's not a real company either. Mm. You know exactly. I mean, and, no. and but also searching. I think a lot of times when we're talking scamming in that direction, I'm going to Google search everything. I'm going to look and see what's online. I'm going to see how much is out there. A lot of them will promise the world, but if they're not, they don't have a social media and also digital marketing blueprint. And they're saying they have all these things. They ultimately don't. And you already know that they're lying. And if you already have lost trust from those people, I think it's over. And Irene, I, uh, you would completely agree as, you know, an email marketing expert and different things when companies approach you to possibly be, that you, um, for you to your services, you're going to investigate them as well because you don't you can't just say sure I'll do the services and then they never pay you or they'll pay you for the first month and then stop paying you after that. Absolutely, I investigate everyone. In fact, um, a while back, I had this old cedar chest in the attic, and I'm I'm moving, and so I'm I'm getting rid of a lot of stuff. I'm just kind of you know at a stage of my life where less is more, you know, I used to buy stuff and now you accumulate. Now I'm trying to kind of just get, get rid, rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. And it's refreshing, but I had this cedar chest, never used it. Beautiful, beautiful antique chest. So I threw it up on Craigslist and I'm a safety gal. I'm oh, a safety Craigslist. Oh, oh goodness. Yes. Safety. Oh, okay. Craigslist, right? Watch out. Oh yeah. So they come to my house because- right, Oh, it's no, a- now coming to your I house. Have- now, now we're looking. Now, listen, I have I have a, um, a panic button hooked up to my alarm system, and I keep it in my hand. And if I hit that red button, the police will be here in two minutes. So, but I Googled the guy. I'm looking, at, now there's a guy coming at lunchtime to look at this cedar chest. And I said, oh, so you're a lawyer. And he says to me, how do you know that? And I said, well, I Googled you. And he said, that's weird. I said, really? You're in my home. And yeah, that's how not weird you- at all. Yeah. You're looking up here. Yeah. I'm like, how would you like it if a man was coming to look at something you were selling and was in your, you know, your home with your wife right now? And he goes, huh, good point. Good point. Good so, for, you for pointing that out to him because absolutely. a lot of people don't take that step. And it amazes me how trusting people are. And, you know, Yes, most people are good. Most people are not out to scam you. Most people oh, have your yeah. best interest in heart. But you're going to be but, It's going to happen. It's going right. to happen to even the best. And it's going to happen in certain ways that you don't know how it's going to turn your life around or different things. Based on also also the situation and go adding more to the catfishing thing is there are a lot of people that, hey, say they who they are and they truly are, but yet they're scammers in some sort of way. And you never know when you're going to get hit with those scams or different situations or di- we just watch crime story all the time or uh, the ID channel and watch these scams or different people taking people in advantage and look like, hey, it's a great romantic love and they took all your money. So just because it might not happen in 24 hours, Irene, it could happen, right? 
Absolutely. And, and you bring up a really good point. And I, I, I feel like I'm so, I'm so cautious that if it could happen to me, which it did, and without going into too many details, um, I feel like it could really honestly happen to anyone. Truly. And the, the best way, the, and, and the only way to really prepare yourself for that on top of just being as cautious as possible is to take care of your health because nothing prepares you for the emotional duress and um, what you go through after something like that so scary happens to you. And it's so, so important. And of course, you know, I was the health and fitness expert for, for, for a long time and focusing even, you know, on my blog with that before I gave all that up and all this happened. But, um, it's so important to take care of your health, your physical health and your, your well-being, and just to take care of yourself because you're going to need that strength if something does happen to you or a family member, because it really puts a toll on the entire family. Oh yeah, emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, it, it, you have to be strong, and you will have to lean on other people, and that's something that you know, physical health. You know, a lot of things start with that. You know, because if you feel good about your body and how you're looking and feeling, that's going to translate into you feeling better emotionally. It's going to feel you're going to feel better about yourself mentally, etc. So, these things are all interconnected. You know, if you have a a bad mental image of yourself then that's going to manifest itself in things outwardly, you know, in your physical health, et cetera. So they're all connected. Exactly, Pete. And also to have the confidence to stand up for yourself and to not let someone take advantage of you. And I have another really good example. And going back to my real estate days, like I said, I followed those safety rules um, exactly. And one of the things they say is if someone walks in five minutes before your open house is over, right? They sneak in at the end. And this guy came in, I'm in this beautiful suburban home. And it was not, I was doing it for a colleague, the open house, um, helping them out while he was on vacation. And the person comes in and he said, Hey, there's something up in the master bedroom on the ceiling. Can you come take a look at that with me? I thought, is this guy crazy? This man actually thought I would be stupid enough to go up to the bedroom with him when now it's after three o'clock and the open house is closed and no one else is walking in the door. Wow. I I cannot go upstairs with you. I said, it's not my listing. Let me take your information. I'll have... The agent, the listing agent, call you. He can talk to the homeowners and let you know what's going on. No, come on, just it'll just take a minute. Just you know, come up and look. And I said, I'm sorry, sir, for safety reasons, I cannot go upstairs with you. Oh, oh I'm married. All of a sudden, he's back paddling. Well, he left. Well, I without I, giving you his contact information, I bet. He, actually, he did give me a, his card. I think he got nervous at that point. I'm already texting, you know, my boyfriend. I'm just like, okay. You know, there's someone in the house. I always did. I'm, and then as soon as he left, you know, I lock, I lock the doors, lock up, and then I turn all the lights off before I leave. I never walk the house with a single door unlocked or open, you know, all safety precautions. And of course, you don't know if someone's still in the house, um, if it's really busy, but I'm always real careful to try to make sure everyone has left 
And I'm telling you, uh, when I was turning the lights off and I went upstairs, there was nothing on the ceiling. Of course not. Oh, of course. It's just another situation. That's where women have to protect themselves. But also we could go into guys protecting themselves because of what's happening today where no one's going to tell the truth. So you really have to trust people. So I'm going to go in. uh, uh, Pete's kind of ducking and not going to that question. Irene, what happened to you today to make you want, without telling the whole story, uh, to be out here telling to stay protect yourself, especially online and through what you went through is, is, can you give us a little bit of that story? <laughs> Pete, we talked about this. Have you, have you researched? Then I will, I, I won't, I will, we won't add. I, he didn't tell me what I could say. Irene, if you've checked my uh, portfolio of who I've interviewed, I've had to ask some tough questions to certain people that didn't like those questions, but I'm asking it and we don't have to go that route. I well, want to know what really, what you want to teach our audience tonight. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was stalked in a very, very scary way. And, um, it's, it's very difficult to prove online stalking is very difficult to prove. And it, it, it didn't, it didn't matter. Um, you know, the police told me that, uh, you know, we believe you, uh, we get it, but you know, um, because it was never, uh, completely officially resolved. I'm not comfortable talking about it publicly. Okay. Uh, if, uh-huh. if at any time we have real proof and, um, and I feel completely safe, then maybe I can tell the story. But at this point, it's still kind of being investigated. So let's, let's, let's kind of segue then into this, because one of the things that you and I talked about that we would be able to discuss a little bit is online dating, because it's something that you have done in the past. And yeah. you learn some things. And I think it would be very informational and helpful for men and women, obviously, uh, to maybe hear some of your insights into what that experience taught you. Absolutely. Great idea. Um, this was a couple years back, you know, when I was in between relationships. And um, I had done some online dating, and I was always very cautious always, always, always meet in a public place. Um, I have an app on my phone. So as soon as we started to exchange personal information, I always gave the man my phone number and he would text me first. And as soon as he texted me, and I can't remember the name of the app, it's like sync me or something. And now I'm telling the world, but you know what? Um, it's a great app. If they text you, their name automatically appears and you can Google them before, uh, you have an opportunity to, you know, go to the next date or the next level, um, and become feeling more comfortable. And there was a situation where, you know, so I'm talking to the guy, we exchanged phone numbers. He texted me. I Googled him right away and bam, right away. He's married. Right. So I'm like, okay, let's have some fun. Jerk oh. online, right? This guy is, you know, he's only been married a few weeks. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, wow. He's got, he's got a picture of his destination wedding and his bride, um, you know, on a oh, tropical goodness. beach. And I say, um, are you married? And he says, we're just texting. And he goes, he laugh out loud. That's my twin brother. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my That's God. That's a good one. 
So he's like, and this is so-and-so the third. I'm sure you have a twin brother. Uh-huh. So this good looking guy, you know, schmuck, right? <laughs> so I am um, within minutes. He's like, oh, gotta go. His Facebook page was gone. There was no proof of him online. He took down his dating, you know, per- you know, profile, everything gone. Busted. Right. Busted. A few months later, out of the blue. Now, I have not heard from this guy. Never even met him. We texted one night out of the blue, 2 a.m., and how the heck he knew I was up at 2 a.m., it was very weird. It happened to be on a night that I was home alone, very weird, which, you know, I'm a mom, I'm not home alone very often, and I had been on Facebook. So he must have seen me, like, liking some posts or something, and I thought, oh, my God, is this person stalking me on Facebook? And he texts me, and I'm like, what the heck? And I, of course, it pops up who it is <clears throat> right away. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. So I texted him back. I said, divorced already? And he says, laugh <laughs> out loud. This is America. And um, and then I think he said, well, how are you? And I, and I sent him a grumpy face. And I said, well, now that you woke me up. And he goes, oopsies. So I'm like, okay, I don't hear from him. Two weeks later, again, the exact same thing, like four in the morning, something like that. I'm like, this guy's got to be kidding me. I don't even know him. And now I'm getting kind of freaked out. Is he watching my house? Is he stalking me? I don't know. I'm home alone again. Coincidence? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. That is so, freaky, though. That is right? very freaky. It scared yep. me. So I go to his Facebook page, and now it's back up again. And I screenshot the picture of him and his wife. And I texted it to him and I said, you might want to think twice about texting me again. And I never heard from him again. And then I put it all over Facebook, the the text, the whole story, everything. And I posted it right on Facebook and said, you know, women beware. (laughs) So so for women that might be uh, doing, you know, some online dating or maybe considering online dating, uh, what would you say? would be things that they, that they should be looking out for. I mean, obviously doing a little research on the person, seeing if you could find out who they are. Any, any other tips? Don't break the rules. Every, every online dating app from what I could remember, it's been a long time um, since I, it was a couple of years ago. So I don't know what has changed, but even like Craigslist, everything, they give you safety rules. Don't break them. Always meet in a public spot. Do not deviate from this. Always have an out. Always have your own car. Always meet in public. Do not meet a stranger anywhere without without um, having that first introduction. And don't and don't rush into it because you really don't know this person. So um, don't tell them where you live. Don't yes. give away too much personal information. Uh, take it slow. There's there's no rush here. I mean, get a feel for you know your surroundings. Um, you know, don't end up in a dark alley with someone that you just met at a bar. I mean, just be careful. Just be careful. Um, some, and- some, so I mean, obviously, you know, use some real good common sense, but you know, you also put some you know good information out there. Like, make sure you have your own vehicle. You know, don't have them come pick you up, or don't pick them up. You know, because now one of them is going to be driving and the other one isn't. And now you're dependent on on them to take you home or, you know, you are to drop them off and, you know, things can happen. And again, you don't know who the person is. They may seem like 
the best, you know, you know, your knight in shining armor. But um, we all know that people can put up a facade that looks real good on the outside, but it exactly. really is hiding stuff underneath. And and how many times, um, you know, there was there was actually a cartoon that. Uh, that I saw that I actually, it was funny. And I put it on my refrigerator because this woman's on a date with this guy and she said, you know, and so he's wearing these ripped clothes and she says, uh, that's not what I meant by ripped. And, you know, you'll go on, <laughs> right? Oh, that's so funny. You'll go on a date and their picture is 10 years old and the person's 30 pounds heavier you know, and here I, I show up and I'm physically fit, you know, and I'm a size two and I'm not misleading anyone. And they have this picture on there and they're 30 to 40 pounds heavier than they were. I mean, people lie. So just be prepared. Just be prepared. And a that's, lot. Of that's that's where I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but Irene, that's where you do some investigation. Look on Facebook. If you're not seeing pictures and you've not seen a picture from them for like two years, three years, then look out or 10 years <laughs> and say, oh, my gosh, you really think that's the person. And this is the problem. We don't speak anymore. We text. We uh, have these conversations where there's never, ever a real communication so you never know by the time you get into that date or that meeting who if that person's the real person that they are but here's the problem that i'm gonna fight about is okay let's say they seem like a great guy right or a great gal but ultimately you don't know what the skeletons in their closet are that's where pete teaches on safety talk all the time to be aware of your surroundings be aware of certain things even be a private investigator if they don't like it too bad look into them and Every way, anything that kind of shows a, I don't know, or I really don't trust them, what should we do, Irene? Well, if someone is offended because you uh, did your background research, then right then and there, uh, you know, no, you're done. Um, you should not, you should not, I, everyone's doing it now. In fact, I went on a couple dates with guys who were offended that I hadn't Googled them. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm busy, like whatever, you're a nice guy. We had dinner. Like, so what? I'm, you know, I haven't Googled you yet. And, and they, they already knew where I lived, what I did. I mean, you know, and here I hadn't given them the information. They're like, well, it really wasn't that hard to find you. Uh, you know, that's I that. I'm going to, I'm going to ask Pete, the expert, is that a good thing that Irene still could be found like that? I, that's the question. Well, you know, as long as not just Irene, but anybody out there can be found, if you're taking precautions to protect yourself and your home and your family, that's really all you can do because you can find anything, as you know, out about anybody anywhere. And one of the things that, you know, we were going to talk about is Irene is the, uh, home security system, you know, and why it's so important to have a home security system. And there's, that's just one more reason is if you are home and you've met somebody and they've, you know, found out who you are, where you live, et cetera. And they come knocking on your door at, you know, midnight or two in the morning and you've got an alarm system and they try to break in or, or worse, you've got that panic button or you've got an alarm system now that can, you know, hopefully trigger them to leave if it goes off. But again, the problem with that is there is going to be a delay between when the alarm goes off and when even two minutes goes by and when the police show up. So you've got to have, and this goes for everybody out there, even if you have an alarm system, there will be a delay between when law enforcement arrives and 
when and and you still may be dealing with a situation for one, two, three, four, five minutes. So what are you going to do in that time? Do you have a place that's safe in your home that you can lock down a safe room that's got a strong door, solid core door that is not going to be easily broken into? Do you have a way to protect yourself? Do you have, you know, whether it's a a, a gun or uh, some sort of uh, maybe mace or pepper spray or some other sort of weapon that you can use to defend yourself? You know, these are uncomfortable topics that people do not like to address because they don't think it's going to happen to them. But if something were to happen, and I think right now, you know, Irene's made a really good case for this is that, you know, here she is somebody who never thought this sort of thing could happen to her yet. It's happened repeatedly in different situations. And it's, you know, you need to take these, these precautions. And so Irene, what what would you say is the, the best thing that, a home security system has allowed, has given you peace of mind. What else? Well, Pete, excellent, excellent points. And um, you have to have protection. And, you know, call me crazy if you want. I don't care. I know where I have a weapon in every room and not a weapon. It doesn't have to be a gun. It doesn't have to be, you know, a weapon that can even be used against you, but something that you can use to protect yourself, something. And, um, you know, I'm, I, you know, I do a look around and think, okay, well, what would I do? But I, I took self-defense classes. I mean, this really, um, prompted me to, to learn how to, to shoot a gun and to protect myself and to stay in top physical shape and strength and know a few very basic self protection techniques. And it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to know, you know, where to hit them, you know, to knock their wind out, where to hit them, um, you know, to, to take your hands and hit their ears, which is a very sensitive spot. I mean, we all know the, you know, the most important place to, you know, to hit someone to, to, to get them down. Right. But just to even know, even if you don't have time to take a full self-defense class to know a couple of very basic self-defense techniques and be prepared to use them if you have to. And I have, um, I mean, these, these are things that I, I teach all the time, you know, to people, individuals, students, private clients, women, as I mentioned before, realtors, uh, on our safetytalkpodcast.com website, um, which is growing rapidly and getting tons of traffic. It's been fantastic over the last few weeks, especially. Um, I have links to different websites that I I have, you know, put up over the years. And one of them is a learnselfdefenseonline.com website where anybody can sign up and learn some basic moves. Because as you just said, it doesn't mean you've got to be a fifth degree black belt master like me (laughs) in order to effectively protect yourself. Most people don't have the time, the money, or the interest to do that. But everyone should know a few key moves that would help protect them in a situation. And not only do they need to know a few of those moves, they need to know how to mentally prepare themselves and be able to flip that switch off in their mind that goes from being, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Nice Guy to you shouldn't have messed with me. Now it's on. Exactly. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, you have to have that mentality that I will fight and I will not even blink an eye if it comes to the safety of my children. I mean, not even blink an eye. I will I will fight. I will protect my family in a second. And you have to and you have to do it without fear. You have to do it with 100 percent commitment. And why preaches the warrior mindset. 
And it's the warrior mindset, which is just like the samurai warriors of Japan, which was they were given an order and they would carry it out, even if it meant they were going to be hurt or killed. And so the same thing holds true in a self-defense situation when you're fighting for your life. And that was the title of my first book was the self-defense survival guide, how to fight when you're fighting for your life. And that tells people, look, the mental side of self-defense, I firmly believe after doing this for 25 years, 80% of it's mental. I could teach people the coolest self-defense moves in the world. But if you can't bring yourself to use them, what good I is agree. It? I agree 100%, Pete. Absolutely. You have to have. And I do think that sometimes, um, you know, the experiences that you have in your life, maybe they aren't the, the greatest, but I think they prepare you and they give you that mental toughness that if it ever happens again, you know, to, to go into battle and to, to be able to pre- protect yourself. Going back to the alarm, um, I do have two panic buttons. So I have one that's, you know, that's portable and there's always one right by my door as well. So if anyone's even just delivering a package or something, it's always right there. And, um, I, I don't, I mean, they're not that expensive and, um, to have that peace of mind to know that if you have to use it, um, it's something I I really think that everyone should have. And have a plan B. Like you said, have something in every room of the house or real close by that if you have to grab it, you have it to at least give yourself a fighting chance until law enforcement arrives. If you do have to to hit that button because somebody's trying to get in or like you said, a bogus delivery, you never know. But a home security system is absolutely a great idea. And it happens a lot. I mean, I'm on kind of on one of those neighborhood watch apps and um, it's really kind of scary. And I'm in, I'm in a really safe neighborhood. It was actually rated as one of the safest neighborhoods in the country at some point. I don't remember, you know, which publication that was, but it doesn't really matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you are. It can happen. And um, there was just a couple of weeks ago, there were a couple of, of, strange people just going door to door late in the evening and um you know people weren't answering their doors and they just let everyone know i mean what what were they doing and um sometimes you know they could just be trying to rob you i mean you you just don't know so you you you, you know you bring up a good point too there because like you just said you live in what's considered a really safe neighborhood safe for who the people that maybe live there but what you don't know who's passing through you don't know who's visiting. You don't know who just happens to randomly be there for whatever reason. And so you have to always have your guard up. You have to always think about, you know, what looks strange, what may be out of place. And if something were to happen or when something were to occur, this is what I'm going to do. I've got my panic button. I've got my whatever here that's going to help me protect myself. And, uh, and as long as you know that you're doing as much as you can to prepare yourself, that's not going to be anything that's paranoia or fear. It's going to give you confidence. And when we're confident, guess what? We exude that confidence and it reduces your allure as a victim to somebody. Because if they see that you're confident, they're like, well, that person doesn't really look like they're worried about much. So I'm going to go on and look at, you know, for my next victim, who's going to look like they're going to be an easier target. Exactly. I mean, if you carry that um, intimidating persona, you're without question less likely you know, to be, to be victimized. Most definitely. Oh, wow. And I guess, Irene, what tips would you provide for our listeners right now when it comes to specifically safety in that way? What tips would you provide, especially when you're talking about in-home protecting yourself? 
Well, in home or or not in home, always be cautious. Always be aware. Um, even just tonight, great example. Um, we had this big storm. We were going to talk about the storm, Pete. <laughs> um, we had this this huge windstorm come in last night, and I w- I was lucky. I I lost a shutter that cracked in half, but you know we we didn't lose power. My neighbor's um, tree got blown over and the roots cracked his gas line. So they were out there all day working. And then after it got dark, I saw a strange light in my in my yard and on my garage. And I'm thinking, who the heck is in my yard? Is that the police? You know, it's like the police going around the few times that they've been here, um, you know, circling the house that they're, you know, flashlights everywhere. I'm like, what's going, what's happening? What's happening? Flashback, right? <laughs> and uh, it was just the gas guy, you know, f- finishing up and um, just be cautious, be, co- be aware nope. of your surroundings. And if you see someone in your yard or something strange, you know, call the police, let them know because they might, they might not come to your home because they see your big, you know, st- stickers, your alarm. But what if they go two doors down and the neighbor doesn't have an alarm, you right. know, just be aware and let, let your neighbors know if you see anything suspicious, someone walking up and down the street, checking cars. I mean, anything. Now, we talked before, as you mentioned, with this storm. And, you know, that could have been an absolute disaster would happen. I mean, a gas line breaking, you know, now all of a sudden you get a gas leak. All it would take is a, the smallest little spark. And that could have produced a crazy explosion that could have damaged homes could have killed people, et cetera. And, you know, I, um, it's funny because this, the safety talk podcast.com site is a news aggregation site, as well as a place where you can find episodes to this show among other places. And one of the news articles that pulled in was about this crazy wind we had here in the Northeast today. And just to let people know, it's, it's something that I never heard of before. And I'm sure a lot of people hadn't, it's called a bomb cyclone. Who the heck has ever heard of a bomb cyclone? I never did, but that's that was what today's high winds here in the Northeast. They'd affected 14 states. They ranged in speed from 40 to 60 miles an hour, um, affected about 80 million people. People, uh, homes, 600,000 homes and businesses lost power, and uh, over 500 flights were canceled. Now, this is just from the wind, okay? This is, so, and there's a perfect example. We're knocking over a tree from a windstorm ruptures a a gas line and now we have you know we're in winter something else that came up this past sunday there was a huge snowstorm out in wisconsin 130 car pileup okay 101 person was killed 71 people were injured state the the police out there said it was in 25 years the worst accident they've ever seen in their lives these are things that okay maybe there's not something you can do if you're caught up in the middle of 130 you know car pileup but you should not be on the roads if you know that that sort of thing is happening. So, you know, again, awareness, things that we can do to protect ourselves and not put ourselves at risk in the first place. And so these are all, you know, great Mm -hmm. tips and information for people that you may not even have ever thought of something like the winds here today, but it affected many, many millions of people, canceled all kinds of flights and I'm sure did a heck of a lot of damage. And we're probably going to see some crazy damage numbers coming out in the next few days in terms of what it actually did. Yeah. I mean, stay home, stay home, stay safe, just stay home. My girlfriend, um, we were talking and she was going to drive in the storm like 40 minutes. And I said, why? She said, no, I have to, I have to go get my car. I'm like, honey, don't, don't do it. Take an Uber. She said, you know something, Irene, you're right. 
and she ended up taking an Uber to work today and uh, is picking her car up tomorrow, I think now. So I'm like, just don't, just don't, just don't do it. It's not worth it. I said, how are you going to take care of anyone if you're in the hospital? Very true. Very true. No. And, you know, people think they have to, they have to, they have to, but at what cost? At what cost? Exactly. Exactly. At what cost? So there are, um, you know, some some really great you know tips, Irene, and and you know some really good information. So I, I really appreciate that. And um, you know, like you you mentioned earlier, you know, taking care of your health is something that is very, extremely important for people. You know, their physical health, their mental health, emotional health, spiritual health. And uh, you know, when you are victimized, you know, you quickly realize who your friends are, right? And maybe you could kind of touch on that just for a minute. Yes, Pete, that is a really good point. Um, You know, and you know, you try to wrap your head around it because it's painful when, you know, some people it's, it's crazy. Some people come out of the woodwork who you haven't, who you haven't seen and the overwhelming support, you know, can just be so wonderful. But I think people are so, um, they can't, they can't rationalize something that bad happening, that they don't want to believe it. They don't want to be involved. They don't want to think about it. And, um, you know, when something like this happens to you, you, you know, you can really lose friends or people in your life because they, um, I don't, I don't, I can't even explain it, but just, you really have to be prepared, take care of your health because nothing can prepare you for the repercussions of something after it does happen to you. Um, other than taking the best care of yourself, your health, your physical health, and uh, and just prepare yourself. And, you know, you have to surround yourself with people who care about you and who are going to be supportive. And, and you, you had a got- great, you had a great line that you said, instead of saying me too, what is it you said? Oh, yeah. Not me. Not <laughs> me. Instead not of me, me too, not me. I love it. I exactly. love it. I'm never going to join the Me Too movement. I don't care what happened to me. I say not me. I'm going to take care of myself, protect myself. And you can judge me all you want or say that, you know, maybe I'm a little overly cautious because I got my young daughter a cell phone before any of the other kids had one. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care. Not me. And the great point is you shouldn't care what people think. And you should do what you need to do that you think's best for your family. And that's the most important thing. Absolutely. That's it. So um, where can uh, people uh, find more about some of the service that you provide? You have the uh, the copywriting service for email. You have a book. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, it's on know. my website, irenegablenick.com. It's I-R-E-N-E-G-A-B-E-L-N-I-C-K, irenegablenick.com. And when I started my website, I started it as a health and wellness blog, health and fitness. And I have over a hundred articles on taking care of yourself, taking care of your health, taking care of your lifestyle and happiness. Um, I have an article about, um, when and how to buy your kids a cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do have another kind of creepy one. And, um, you know, people say, well, maybe you brought it upon you, but you know, why do, um, you know, why do abductors drive white vans? You know, there's actually a psychology behind it. They pick them purposely because it is the number one, um, vehicle that is used in construction, uh, usually, you know, very few labels. And so I do have a few articles on there on, on safety, 
um, mostly Fantastic. health and wellness. Yeah, and I've been blogging for a long time now. Um, but I'm a copywriter. I became a copywriter to sell my own books and products. Um, but I do offer services to select clients on occasion in the health and wellness uh, uh, industry is my specialty. But yeah, check me out at irenegablenick.com. I've got my books on there, lots of information about health and wellness and taking care of yourself and, uh, and being happy. That's fantastic. That's, that's, because that's so true. Yeah. I mean, be happy. Check all that stuff out, Pete. And what do you want to add, Pete, to what, again, Irene has been able to share tonight on the show? Well, you know, I really appreciate, Irene, you coming on the show and given the perspective that you have to people, because, you know, a lot of the, the people that we have and are going to have on this show are experts in a particular niche where, you know, they may be talking about one thing in particular and not necessarily talking about it from the perspective of somebody who needs to worry about it on the other side of a problem, whether it's having identity stolen or, you know, we didn't even get into some of the other things we we're going to talk about, which, uh, you know, you had, you know, your credit card stolen and, and checking account, you know, hacked. And, you know, a lot of people have to worry about that today. You know, I mean, about once a year, I get a call from one of my credit card companies saying, uh, did you make a charge? And I say, no. And I say, okay, cut up the card. We're going to send you a new one. And it just, it's become normal almost to the point where it's ridiculous. But, you know, we have to, you know, you have to be careful about, about all these things. And so um, I really appreciate again, that, you know, you've been able to give some great information for people that will, I think, get them thinking about some things that maybe they never did before, because as we have said, most victims and people of really any sort of, of crime all say the same thing, which is I never thought it would happen to me. And we can't live our lives in denial. We can't live our lives with our head buried in the sand. We don't need to be paranoid, but we do need to be prepared. Exactly. And if someone thinks you're being paranoid, just brush it off you, brush it off be safe. That's the most important thing. And Hey, I'll just have to come back on the show, Pete. (laughs) Maybe I'll be ready to share my story by then. Okay. (laughs) Well, you know what? We'd we'd, we'd be, we're all ears. Yeah. Once you, once you're able to to iron everything out, then you could tell the story after that. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being on the show. It was great talking to both of you and, uh, and yeah, it was great. Fantastic. Okay. Well, uh, that's, uh, wraps up another episode of safety talk and we will be, uh, feature another guest next week. Next week, we are going to be talking with a cybersecurity expert, someone who helps businesses put in place cybersecurity programs for their businesses. And every business owner should be tuning into that. And even if you're not a business owner, large or small, it's definitely going to be eye-opening and very informative. So we look forward to seeing everybody next week here and, you know, from you. And uh, if you have any questions, need to find out any more information, you can always go to safetytalkpodcast.com. We've got all kinds of information there about our guests, links to our shows, and uh, forms for if you're interested in being a guest on the show. So until next time, we're signing off. Have a great night, everybody, or day, wherever you are. Thanks for tuning in to Safety Talk. You can listen to past episodes and get the latest safety news at our website, safetytalkpodcast.com. Be sure to visit our other websites for free safety checklists and infographics. 
You can also sign up for free online self-defense training, learn about college campus safety, and find out more about Pete and how he can help educate your school or business through his speaking, workshops, seminars, and consulting. Subscribe to the Safety Talk podcast and never miss out on any new safety information. Until next time, stay safe.